the reason people struggle to find a hot product because they don't have a specific knowledge about any specific niche period so i can talk about my niche mobile phone and accessories for example i know if i need to sell the covers for iphone 11 or iphone 12 i wouldn't buy a cover which will not sell i will buy the cover which is a plain black or the clear one because this is the one are of the most fast selling items. You're listening to Ecomonics, a Debutify podcast, your resource for one of a kind insights into the world of e commerce and business in the modern age. This is Joseph. I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state of the art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. As time goes on, I wonder about the experience of up-and-coming generations. What will your work experience look like? What will be on your resume? I ask because our guest today, Zan Shah, has a wide array of experiences coming from the retail slash brick-and-mortar sector, which teaches valuable lessons and has a keen influence on what he does today. Zain Shah, it is great to have you here in Ecomonics. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing really good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good too. I, you're in the UK, right? So it's actually rather late in the day for you, right? Because I believe the UK is about five hours uh, ahead of us yeah. here in Toronto, Canada. Yeah, it's around, uh, around 10 o'clock here. Yeah. 10 o'clock. Okay, so I had another um, interview earlier today with um, with Jason uh, Jason Gann, and it was 10 p.m. for him too. So you know, for morning morning for me, evening for me, both like daytime hours, but both my guests uh, have been willing to come out at 10 p.m. So if our bed wasn't right next to our computer, I would be pulling my way. So uh, give give I, I got to give it a year before I got to start. I'd be like, all right, it's 3 a.m. Got to go talk to the guy in Singapore. So so thank you for 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 being here. Thank thank you so much for having me. Totally. Well, we'll take about an hour of your time and then we'll, uh, we'll let you either get to your three hour shift because I know the entrepreneurial lifestyle is, is like that or get to bed, whatever, whatever suits you. First question. Well, actually, it used to be the same question for like the last, I don't know, 60 episodes, but I made an edit to it because it, it, I, I would say like who you are, what you do, but I already said the name at the top of the bat. So I'm like, why am I doing that? Anyways, so tell us what you do. Tell us what you're up to these days. So at the moment, I'm full-time seller on Amazon, on eBay. And uh, on Amazon, I have 201 private label products. And uh, speaking of eBay, I have around five to 6,000 listings at the moment. And I sell mobile phone and accessories. And uh, I'd rather not call myself six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure seller because that word is very much overcrowded nowadays. So I would say I'm a full-time seller, full-time e-commerce seller, and this is my like a full-time gig at the moment. As a hobby, uh, on a social media side of it, I have a YouTube channel where I talk about uh, how to run an e-commerce store, really. So that's that's all I'm up to nowadays. Excellent. I like your I like your methodology of not wanting to say that you're a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure. Uh, I, I, I have to admit that after having talked to so many uh, wonderful people, all of whom are successful, I, I tend to think, okay, I know I'm not supposed to compare myself to them, but if I can say I'm a six-figure seller, I'm going to try it out just to see how I feel. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But my main thing is, I, I mean, it's always concerned me. Everybody who will introduce themselves will call it like six-figure or seven-figure seller. I hope they are six-figure, second-figure, second-sellers as well. But for me, I, I, I truly believe like 
if you're a full-time seller and you completely rely on selling things online, it's 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 a good achievement as well. I think so. It's and 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 I know from your from looking at your background, you do have um, some some different experiences which have led you to this point. And I think you you were you were on the ground level. You know, you were working uh, in a in a retail store, which we want to talk about. And so I think having uh, that grounded approach has has come with you as you take more of a grounded approach here in. Uh, in the content that you do, and even though it's scaled upwards, and now you're selling the fact that you said like what five to six thousand uh, uh, products and you know two hundred private label products, that's a lot. So the humility there, I think, is really something helpful for your own psychology as well as to uh, differentiate yourself from how other people introduce themselves. So it's an interesting take. Yeah, uh, but what I always like to add in that, like it took me around eight years to be in that position. It's not like uh, I, I started yesterday or a year ago as well. And I don't really believe that I've been lucky in the process. I, I truly believe that human being can make their own luck. And that can normally work if you really work hard and stay consistent. So eight years, uh, many sleepless nights and many double shifts. Uh, for for five years, I wasn't a full-time seller, so I had a job as well. And uh, from past three years, I've been in a position where I, I, I could leave a job and then just do this for full-time. If I could just share my philosophy on luck too, I... I, I agree with you more or less in principle, but I do have my own different take on it, which is I think everybody does receive luck, yeah. um, maybe in different ways. And I think in order to capitalize on that luck, what we need to have is the mechanical skill in order to actually take advantage of it. So if people don't put in the practice, they don't put in the work, then the luck that they do have, the opportunities that they do have will either be inadequate or they'll be inadequate for it or it'll pass by them completely and they won't realize. I tend to try my best not to get too meta about this, but I spent 10 years as a freelancer doing audio editing, learning how to listen, learning how to host. And so three days into going on to Upwork and looking for work, on the third day, I, I got this and this has changed my life. So you know, luck, luck is there, um, but we do need to do the work in order to be ready for it. I, I completely agree with you on that. So when I talk about luck, it's more like a lottery kind of luck. It's it's like, it's a very, right. very rare chances that you're going to win a lottery. But if you really win a lottery, then you are absolutely lucky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's different trends. Right? I know there's luck. There's, I know there's fortune yeah. um, and they're, they're uh, along those lines. All right. So. We, we don't talk to as many people in the Amazon and eBay. Well, Amazon, a little bit more than eBay, but eBay is definitely a sector that we don't get to talk about as much. And to my recollection, the last person I talked to who's an expert on the eBay side of things was Amy Hunt. So for those of you who kind of want to get a little bit of um, uh, extra uh, listening in, assuming you haven't listened to that episode already, you all know what to do. The takeaway that I had when I spoke to her about eBay is that it doesn't require having, say, my own domain. Uh, I don't necessarily have to focus on like a brand per se. Like I don't have to have a company mission. I don't have to have a social media. So what I found was really effective about eBay is that it was really good for learning the muscle memory of how to sell because it's a very straightforward arbitrage uh, process. So that's everything that I know going into this conversation um, for our audience who <laughs> there's only so many episodes they could listen to before they bite the bullet and try their own Shopify store. But let's just say that they're doing it and they want to try some other options first, or maybe eBay might be a better fit for them. Why would it be a better fit? And you know, what are the things that you usually 
uh, instruct people on when they want to get started on eBay? It's a it's a very excellent question, and just to simply work hard on it. Just to just to simplify that, opening a Shopify store is just like uh, opening a physical shop inside a graveyard. I don't know how to better put uh, into some perspective, but what I mean by that is like if you open a shop where nobody is passing by, there is no traffic, you will have to hire someone who will stand on a high street or in a downtown where he will call people to come and have a look that there is another shop which is inside a graveyard. So what what I mean by that, once you open your own Shopify store, you have no traffic unless you do a paid advertising or you are a very known brand. When it comes to platform like, which are e-commerce platform like eBay and Amazon, the major difference is that the people and the consumer already know those platform and they trust those platform already. So visibility when you are just starting out is not going to be an issue as much it can be an issue when you open your Shopify store. For 100% of the time on Shopify, you will have to do paid advertising or you have to do social media marketing or you have a background from there. Without that, you will not get any traffic on your website. So that's the reason I recommend because it's a one less thing to worry about and it's a very major thing as well because you simply can't run a business without having a customer, without having a consumer, which been taken care of if you are selling on eBay or if you are selling on Amazon as well because those platforms already have the customers for you. I, I, I mentioned before we were recording, you know, uh, don't hold back and you certainly didn't. Um, because setting this store up in a, in a graveyard. So in order for me to take that analogy and think, well, how do I get out of the graveyard? You would have to put in the resources to physically lift the store and take it somewhere where there's, you know, less dead people, more alive people. Yeah. Preferably. Yeah. Uh, that's a very, okay. I truly believe for the longer run, because I, when I say something like this, I have to share the both side of the story. I think for the longer run, if you really want to establish a business, your own website, your own brand, in other words, Shopify store is something is you have to do it if you want to scale it. Uh, then what you're going to have is you're going to have more control over the people that you are dealing with. The people who are seller on eBay and Amazon they're very familiar that not all the time those platforms are actually be fair with the sellers. They are consumer-centric platforms. So sometimes they make many unfair uh, kind of decision and they're always going to take the side of their buyers as well. So you, you sometimes you feel like you have no control over what you are selling. Uh, they can just switch down the, the algorithm at any time if they decided to block you or they kick you out, you don't have any asset for yourself. But your website, if you're your Shopify store, is the URL which belongs to you at the end of the day. So this is uh, like a pro side of it. And I think for the longer run, once you have a uh, uh, really discovery, people know your brand, then obviously Shopify is the way to go for a longer run. Right. And, and speaking to branding for a moment too, um, I mean, a brand isn't just something that we do in order to check a box. A brand is an extension of the self. It's 
how do I convey an idea or a set of ideas into something that has mimetic value so that other people will uh, ascribe themselves to that and then it spreads on its own? You know, I as soon as I say brand, Coca-Cola pops in my head and uh, well, that's just because they, the, the brand awareness has been has permeated through my entire life. So, so there's an element uh, of, you know, why do I want, what do I want to convey? And, you know, my own um, Shopify store, um, which is slow going because uh, uh, heaven forbid, other than speaking, I can't seem to do anything fast. But the, the principle behind my store is that I want people to think more about where they live in the sense of how do you use your walls? Can you hook things to it? Uh, my, my key item is a drawer you stick underneath the desk. And people, not everybody thinks about that because they think, well, my desk is kind of cluttered. What can I do to declutter it? Oh, well, here's a drawer for you. So am I, is, is all my passion ascribed to the drawers? No, but my passion is in remote working. It's in uh, helping people make the most out of all the space they pay for. Like I ain't just renting the floors. I'm renting the wall. I'm renting the ceiling. I'm renting the air that I wave my hand through. So that's where more my my passion comes from. And so that's why I would want a brand because it is something that I believe in. Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree with you because overall, when you look at like like you've given me example of Coca Cola. Uh, speaking of e-commerce, once you are, this is another side of having a brand and. Uh, making your name inside a consumer market is uh, then people not just only know you want for one particular product then you are uh, you then you can just go for any product after you have established yourself inside the market as well so uh, I I mean I, I, I for I mean we can take example of Apple so Apple is not only about the laptop. It's not only about uh, the, the iPhones nowadays. Uh, anything that Apple will make, people buy it because it is from Apple. So for the longer run, again, I said, uh, it's something that you will have to look into it because it's good to start from Amazon. It's good to start from eBay because barrier to entry is very low. And a lot of people, once they will start, they might have an investment, but not everybody's willing to take the risk as well because it's risk at the end of the day. Uh, and then again comes the knowledge as well. And I think uh, starting from eBay or starting from Amazon, it's something that uh, if you put a little bit effort, effort into it as compared to starting your own Shopify store, it's, it's a bit easier. Right. Now, I would be doing myself a huge disservice if I didn't consider eBay and slash or Amazon as another method to start selling the product, you know, because I, I haven't had a sale yet other than I gave a code to my friend to test. So can you see how long it takes to get your, uh, get the product? And that was a long 36 days. So there's certainly a lot of incentive to want to use these platforms. You, in, in, so in your position, I don't know if you would characterize where you are as like a middle point or if you reached like your end game where you're content with the, the, the scale and the scope that you're working at. Because um, it, it sounds like this is, it's, it's like really professional and all of that, but it also seems to allude to a lot of like old school bootstrapping where, you know, you are uh, going, winning battle by battle. Because um, you said, part of what you wanted to do, what you would, one of the advantages to running a Shopify store is the ability to scale. So how, like how much is scaling really integrated into the work that you're doing? So um, I'll, let me, let me summarize all of those thoughts in, into a more cohesive question, which is what does the day-to-day week-to-week operation look like at the level that you're working at? 
on Amazon side of it, obviously Amazon do offer you something which is called Amazon FBA fulfilled by Amazon. So all the products that I buy, they go straight to Amazon FBA and Amazon is taking care of fulfillment. And uh, here I would like to add a little bit because you mentioned before, I came from a background where I actually had a physical business before actually starting an e-commerce website. And uh, that was a mobile phone shop as well. And while working on a mobile phone shop, I had this leverage and I had this opportunity to make a connection with the wholesalers as well. Because at the end of the day, you came from a marketing background. It's all about building connection. It's getting to know new people. So in, in, in terms of Amazon, I already mentioned like most of the product, they get shipped by Amazon. So on the eBay side of it, as uh, I'm, I'm living in the UK, you might not be familiar with it. There is a company called Hubo. So Hubo is the one, what he do is, it's just like Amazon FBA, uh, but they do offer you fulfillment for eBay. So what you do when you buy the stock from China, you ship it to Hubo and they have this software which linked with your eBay account. So anytime you get the order, you actually ship, they ship the order for you. Obviously they charge you for the storage and they charge you for fulfillment as well, just like Amazon FBA. But not all the fulfillment is done by Hubo as well, because there are some products which I sell, they are very complicated. So for example, when I say complicated, not like, uh, so I, I buy used mobile phone from online auctions. And once we buy them, they come in a very different variety in very different condition as well. So we have to sort them out, like depending on condition A, condition B, condition C, condition D, Mobile phone normally do not take a lot of space. They do not like cover a lot of uh, a, a, a lot a lot of area as well. So if you can see the cabinet sitting behind me, it's uh, it's full of mobile phones. So these are kind of shipping which I actually have to do by myself. In overall, in order for me to manage all of of the things, I have to work around packing and shipping the order probably five to six hours. And also, as I was born in Pakistan, and a lot of people who sell on eBay and Amazon, they normally tend to hire someone from overseas, like the countries from Philippines, India, Sri Lanka, from Pakistan. And the reason I speak two languages, it's actually I have this uh, leverage over many other sellers because I can communicate with them in their language and I can get the person who actually really going to work for me. So they, they are normally take care of like a customer services side of it, like replying to messages and all those kind of stuff. So this is like my day-to-day -day operation, but sometime when we are launching a new product, it, it, it can take like, I will still have to work around eight to 10 hours every single day. That's my day-to-day -day operation. So uh, going back to the private label and the five to six, I got it right, like 5,000, yeah. 6,000 uh, products it was on eBay. Listings. So listings, I mean, not, right. Okay. So the pro products can be similar. So I, I can give a little example. For example, you have an iPhone cable. That cable will, will work for iPhone 5, 6, 7, 8, iPhone X. So you have many listing build up for one product as well. So anything that you're going to need in mobile phone and accessories, probably... I will have it in my store just to make it short.
And, and I think it's great too that you're, you know, you're doing a mixture of, I don't know, if there was like a, a more respectful term than bootstrapping, I would say that, but I can't think of it. So I say that with a lot of respect is still the bootstrapping of you know, getting the phones, you have to analyze each one because they're specific and, you know, they don't take up too much space. So clearly you're not getting the BlackBerry passports, um, RAP BlackBerry passport. It was like my favorite phone. I just, I love that thing, mini computer. So, but however, I, I'm, I'm presuming that there's only so many things that are within your, your domicile. So product acquisition is the other side of it too. I also want to hear more about. So you, I, I, again, because our audience is most familiar with drop shipping. Uh, which I will we'll talk about, by the way, because I know you have a take on dropshipping, um, which is it's it's advantageous in that it is held onto by another seller, and then that seller ships it. Now, funnily enough, if anybody wants to actually dropship, going like ordering directly from AliExpress, they're screwed because it's going to take way too long. Most people don't have that kind of patience, and and heaven forbid the product ends up being like a, a lemon or something like that. Um, either because it doesn't work or it actually they physically got a lemon, uh, which would be crazy, I, even even for my imagination. Um, so with you, you the products you're acquiring, it, I, I, I understand it as a more on the lines of arbit- like wholesale arbitrage. So what are your, if you can tell us, what are Not your sure. sources? And, you know, yeah, yeah I, I, I have no secrets in those. I mean, I'm, I'm very transparent. How much money I make is always clear on, on, on my channel. Uh, so... But I would say uh, the reason you probably asked this question and whoever is listening to us will be interested in that. How do you actually know this product will sell before you put your money in? That's the major question. And that's a lot of people struggle with this, like finding a right product, finding a hot product at the end of the day. And uh, the reason people struggle to find a hot product because they don't have a specific knowledge about any specific niche period so if you so i can talk about my niche mobile phone and accessories for example i know if i need to sell the covers for iphone 11 or iphone 12 i wouldn't buy a cover which will not sell i will buy the cover which is a plain black or the clear one because this is the one are of the most fast selling items Okay, let's talk about charging cable. I, I want to give an example here because people will clearly understand what I'm talking about. A lot of people, when they go into it, they will they will sell iPhone one meter charging cable, which normally comes in the box. Everybody, uh, Samsung's will give you one meter charging cable. iPhone will give you one meter charging cable. The one of the top selling products that I sell on Amazon at the moment, and it's been there for for five years now, and it's 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 ranked number one at the Amazon. Uh, it's actually five meter iPhone charging cable. It's not one meter iPhone charging cable. So what we really have to understand when we talk about hot selling product, I don't think I'm Isaac Newton. I mean, do I look like Isaac Newton? None of us is Isaac Newton. So we're not going to invent something, isn't it? Like, because we are not scientists. What we need to do is we need to take an existing product and come up with a creative idea and then sell it to the market. How easy it is? It's easy as leaving a bed in the morning because that can take a lot of work. So when we ended 2020, we had we had 199 private label product on Amazon. Sorry, when we ended 2019, we had 199 product. You know how many products we launched in 2020? 
How many products you launched in 2020? Is this rhetorical or do you want me to guess? No, far, far, I mean, private label products. So in total, okay. we have 204 products. So only five products in the whole year. I'm, I'm talking about only five private label products in the whole year as well. Yeah, my guess was way off. I had at least two digits to my guess, but go what, on. What I'm trying to say here is it, it can take a lot of time as well. So anybody who is struggling in the beginning, my advice to them will be, first of all, see what you are personally passionate about. Like it's, we always hear this one on the internet, many people talking about it. We, we don't actually really get the meaning of what it, how it can actually help us. At the moment, you, you can see if, if uh, I mean, a, a lot of people, they follow uh, Logan Paul, they follow Jake Paul as well. He's doing a show where he's opening up uh, Pokemon cards and all those kind of stuff as well, action figures, and many people sell that. If I have to think, okay, can I, because it's, it's a trending and the sneakers are trending, can I be a person who can sell a sneaker? Then I should ask a question to myself, how much do I know about those things? If I don't know about those things, then if you show me this sneaker, if you show me this Pokemon card, obviously I'm not going to have any, any idea how much it's, it will worth, how much I can buy it from. So I believe the major problem that people are really struggling with, they're trying to find a product which will make them a lot of money. And at the same time, they are not willing to wait. And at the same time, they're not willing to risk as well. Because it's, it's something, something works for Zan doesn't mean it will work for Joseph as well. So sometimes you will have to try your luck at the end of the day to summarize the whole things. Find what you are passionate about. Try to get as much knowledge you can about that particular niche. And then take a risk or lose a chance. This is going to be a silly question, but I because I, I, I think there might be people who are faced with this issue of how they might reconcile their passion with trying to make money off of it. Like for like, I will say that I'm very passionate about video games and I always will be, but for some reason it doesn't occur to me to modify that. Um, Cause I, I have like six other things that I'm passionate about. So I, I didn't quite go with, I didn't go with number one. I went with, you know, 2.5, I went with number three. So that to me seemed to be like a more um, reasonable approach to it. So it, I guess even for me, it uh, it's a factor. Uh, but have you have you encountered um, people who maybe have reached out to you in the past or how they're uh, kind of like coming to grips with really dealing with any passion whatsoever uh, and trying to commodify it? I, I, I completely get where you're coming from. And then it's not just you. I think every human being have this problem and our passions and our hobbies actually change over the time as well. If I be very specific, you talk about the video games right there as well. Look at the example of Ninja. I mean, if, if we're talking about money at the end of the day, I, I mean, he's just like us. You can talk about uh, Harris Heller, the, the alpha gaming channel on, on the YouTube as well. It's blowing up. So I, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you are really passionate about something, uh, you don't want to be a broken artist. I, I, I think there are, there will, as long as there is a will, there is a way and there is always a way. But if you choose to be lazy at the end of the day, that's your own fault. That's, you can't say it. there is no opportunity and then there are not chances. I'm not saying you are lazy and anybody who is listening is lazy. 
Well, oh, it's okay. I, yeah. I I do struggle with it. Yeah, like, I, I've got I've gotten better because I've I started playing a, a dancing game with my girlfriend, and that's boosted my energy levels. So I'm working on it, but it's okay. I I, I do have my flaws. Yeah, I mean, I, I I have my flaws as well. I'm not trying to come across a person who is angel and who is a, a great Elon Musk. I'm not talking about that. I'm just another human being who just. I don't consider myself a guru or mentor or even this, whoever is listening. This is, I mean, this is not even advice that you should have been listening to. It's it's just I'm trying to share my experience and but I really believe in it. And I, I think it's like, I'm not going to change my uh, perspective on the things just because it will probably make somebody happy. No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I, what works for me, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. So... I was talking about, uh, you know, being lazy and all that kind of stuff. I don't think anything that you can, if you are passionate about, you're going to find something to actually make money out of it. Like, uh, I truly believe that. It can take a long time. And it all comes down to how much consistency and how much hard work you're putting in. And at the end of the day, you have to ask this question to yourself because nobody can answer it for you. Honestly, just sit down and think, okay, am I doing enough? Like, is this is the max I can do? It's this is the max I can do. What what, what I don't understand is, I, I, Joseph, I'm, I'm just going to give you this example right here is because we're having this conversation. A lot of people will not even start a Shopify store. Just to give one example, because it's cost money as a monthly subscription, you have to pay for it. And if you ask those people how much money you spend in a Starbucks, they spend probably triple of that amount as well. But just to pay up $29 per month, it's $1 a day. They're not going to spend it. And I'm not talking about people who, it's $29. And I don't really get, I don't really get it. When people I ask, they're going to ask, okay, not everybody had the same opportunity as you had. I did not come from a family who was like a super rich or anything. No, no. But the thing is, like, if you are looking to start something, you're looking to start a Shopify store, if you're looking to start uh, your own website or anything that you want to make money out of it, uh, doing a little investment in the beginning, it's it's not a bad idea. Otherwise, think about how much money you spend. Otherwise, which I, I will say it's a waste. So th- that's my opinion on it. Yeah, there's there's... I mean, there's a there's hundreds, if not thousands, of um, ways to, I guess, help answer that question. Um, it, you know, I, 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 we can we can go on all day bouncing back and forth different reasons. I like I told you before we started recording. I come from more of like a liberal and more of an arts background. Um, so you know, a lot of my friends in high school were talented artists, illustrators, far better than I that I uh, I am. I just I'm I'm tech, like I'm well, actually no, that's not a good excuse. I was going to say I'm partly blind on my left eye, but my girlfriend has similar visual issues, and she's actually really good at it. But that's beside the point. If these people had continued to pursue their passion, something might have come from it, and. A lot of that is that defeatist, um, self-limiting factor where they just don't think uh, anything is going to happen. I had another friend. He was a talented photographer. Um, I told him, you know, you could pursue photography. And he says, no, it's not realistic. People don't make money off of it. I'm like, bro, one of the issues is that there is so much information out in the world that you can take a fact-based position on pretty much anything. I can take a fact-based position on why it's good to be a photographer. I can take a fact-based position on why it's bad. So whatever is inter- internalized in my psyche, 
I can validate that by going online and finding information for it. So what I what I've noticed and all of the people that I've had the luxury and the honor really to talk to, including yourself, is that entrepreneurship and e-commerce and all of this is fundamentally about freedom, which is for somebody's ability to set their own rules and have their own system rather than be guided by another system, say working for somebody else. Um, I'm, I'm in a cool position where I'm kind of like in a hybrid state where I get to take a lot of initiative, but I still have my obligations. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And a lot of people, they just, you know, the, 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 it's freedom that calls to them and, and some, and it calls to everybody, but not everybody answers because people are fearful or they just don't, you know, they have family to take care of or they have dependents or there's very, very good reasons, but there's also not good reasons too. So, you know, it, it really is, it's good. You really, the only way to really figure it out is just go person by person and just understand where they're coming from. I, I there's no broad sweeping answer that is fair to, to assess. I, I, I completely agree with you. There is no, if I, if I talk about like, this is the secret and this is the secret recipe that you need to know. There is a no secret recipe. Like there isn't one. It, it it doesn't exist as well. If somebody is trying to tell you the secret and they think, okay, there is a secret that why they don't actually make money out of that secret? Why did actually tell you that secret as well? So anyway, the conversation will go to a different topic here. Uh, but but I but uh, you, you mentioned uh, photography. Peter McKinnon make a lot of money out of photography, so that, that's not really something that uh, again, if you want to do something about it as well, like you can always do. And then the other thing which I like to mention here as well, if you are really passionate about something, it's coming from a guy which might not sound really good, but if you are really, really passionate about something, you actually do not care about money. Money, I'm not saying money isn't important in your life. It is. Um, and money can absolutely buy you happiness. There is no, if somebody tell you, no, it can't, it can. Like, Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, I definitely got a lot happier the yeah. more money I had. Depends on how you define happiness and definition can be very subjective person to person, but speaking in general, yeah, it can. Uh, if we look at the example of, uh, I mean, the one of uh, which is in the media and the news every day, because I, I don't want to talk about somebody who people might not be familiar with it. But let's talk about Elon Musk, for example, when he sold his PayPal. I mean, after the PayPal, he could just retire. I mean, he chose to put all the money inside SpaceX and inside Tesla. And he came to a point where he had no money absolutely whatsoever. But the only reason he was really kept going because he was really passionate about sending a rocket to the Mars or he was really passionate about electric cars. And that's why you can see the stock for the Tesla today. I mean, it's skyrocketing. So what I don't, uh, I mean, it's very hard to define and it's, uh, it's not something that I'm, I'm still struggling to understand myself as well. I believe and sometimes I change my mind about it. And I said, okay, if you're truly passionate about something, then making money out of those things is not the only one thing that you are going to, going to wish for. Uh, it's your own personal satisfaction as well. You know, uh, I hardly see how much sale I have got last week. I, you know, it's 
uh, I, I do check by the end of month and, you know, we, we do compare how, how the things are going and everything, but I'm not really obsessed with it. Looking at every day, like yesterday was gone bad and not today. I wasn't, I, I was never like this. I mean, I never really looked at it, but only thing which I, which I do and I try to make sure is have I done enough today? And I always feel like I haven't, I'm not saying I'm very satisfied and I say, I have done enough and I can go back to bed peacefully, no problem. But I always think about before going to bed, have I done what I could today? And even with what, even if I talk about today, like to be honest with you, no, but it's always there is, there is a, there are the things that we can improve every single day. I do want to make uh, one other point to contribute to this, which just uh, is more, more to speak to, you know, what drives people and why some people aren't driven. Well, well, two points for one, just like my final say on, on passion is that I think you have two paths. You have your profession, you have your passion. If you're lucky or fortunate or whatever word it is, and they're combined, great. But if not, that's okay. Because it, you know, the, the Pixar movie Soul pretty much nailed it. So I'll just say, go watch that movie and then, and then come back. Uh, I'll wait. Okay, welcome back. Great movie. So the other point that I wanted to make is, uh, again, far-reaching, which is I think what was a limiting factor for a lot of the people that I referenced is that they didn't answer to a higher cause. Now, that doesn't have to be God. Uh, I'm a bit of a God-fearing mortal, so you know there that does drive me. Um, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be to an idea. It could be to a company. It could just, I don't know, be to a family. Some way of um, motivating ourselves to uh, work for something greater than ourselves. I think that the, a lack of that is one thing in common with everybody who couldn't do what it is they wanted to do, even if it was for fun. Yeah. Because of a conversation went to a different side of it. I wanted to talk about the... After when I finished the university, my first job was actually as, as a sales assistant inside an internet cafe that we talking about back in the days. And then uh, also they used to sell mobile phone and accessories as well. And always this, uh, this thought is actually stuck in my mind, which is by Steve Jobs. And he says, you can always connect the dots by moving backwards, not by moving forwards. So... Speaking of when you talk about the opportunities and having a chances, the place where I used to work, I used to run it as a full time. I wasn't a shop assistant. So it was just my, it was my responsibility to open the store and close the store as well. So I was the only one person working in that store. And this is where I actually, you know, had my first experience about mobile phone and accessories because I used to work in that place. Uh, when my my boss, actually, he was an immigrant in England and he decided to go back to India because of his parents' sickness and everything. So he was selling a business. That was the longest job I had for for four years, I believe. Not For some people, it might not be very long, but that was the longest job for me, which I had. When he was going back to India, he told me, Zen, my business worth this much at this stage but you've been working with me for four years. If you want to take over this business, I will charge you 4,000 pounds, which is roughly around $6,000 in, in American currency. And that was the cost of the equipment, which was uh, already inside the shop. Uh, he wasn't charging me what we call it a business goodwill. You know, uh, normally you have your cost of your, your equipment and then the business goodwill and that business worth around five, six times more than that at that time. 
not just he was actually giving me that he was telling me i know you are working on a salary you might not have a saving you can pay me slowly slowly i'm going back to india and he was like that kind with me at that time and i thought okay i don't know if i will be able to pay back i am i'm not sure and i have this like and that was the first mistake i have done in in like the bigger mistake in 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 the business in my professional journey i could have taken that store so the point which coming back to the point which you make when the opportunities and chances actually come to you you have to take them like these are most of the time going to be one time thing only so uh don't don't miss out on the on the things i i have to say i cuz i did know bits and pieces of that story just in prep and i actually thought you did take the store over so um what did you do what did you do after that point instead so when uh when he sold the shop to a different person uh i was actually i was I worked there because I liked the job but mostly I actually liked my boss. I learned a lot of things from him. So I even though I was getting paid less, I was I was working for him uh and I I didn't have many expenses at that time as well so I was completely fine. After when I left that when I actually started working in a telecom company and again coming back to the Steve Jobs where he said, you know, you can always connect the dots by going backward. in from that job when i'm telling a story i i i i would i would rather than telling all the story i will say what i actually learned from it i worked in a telecom company and what i learned from it it doesn't matter what you do uh, it doesn't matter how much you get paid it matters who you work with that's the most important things for at least me from from that job experience when i left that job and a lot of people ask me like where did you get the money to actually open the first shop as well that actually came from the connection and all 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 the friends that i made while working uh, in the internet cafe as my first job as well and i borrowed some money and then i borrowed some money from my dad and uh, i opened my first mobile phone store and then that, i i run that phone store for a very longer period of time and then the rents in london they are just like in new york city like they are very expensive so to the point when the business actually started to go down i had to find another way to make a money and then i started to sell online and to sell online i didn't had to make any investment because i had all the stock in my shop already which i could just list it on online and then there came to a point where i i was actually more mon- making more money by selling things online as compared to the walk-in customer coming inside the store as well so i thought okay well i don't have to pay this expensive rent i just can take a take a storage and then take some some office there as well and i can i can work at at a cheaper places i don't need to be in a commercial property so that was how i actually came uh into e-commerce world And the thing that I find just really puzzling and if not perplexing about the uh, about the commercial business model is you know what does it take for it to not only be sustainable but really worth the effort uh, if I may be so frank so I I really want to know you know how long were you running it for and throughout were you in the red did you were was it was it profitable was it if you if if the e-commerce hadn't called to you as it seemed to have you know what would it have taken in order to continue to um survive and thrive in that in that position 
a very positive thing for anybody who want to start a physical thing it's like you have to be the most dumbest dumbest person to actually lose the money from a physical business if you have if you're a normal human being you always going to make money out of it uh that's that's my opinion about it like that's how i think about it when i actually started the shop i was uh, not married i didn't had any kids so once you once your lifestyle change in terms of your family members change your expenses goes up as well and rather than renting a room you have to rent a house and then comes to a point you have to have a car and then you have to buy a house so if it was just for me i was making probably triple the average income that anybody will make from uk uh, by running a job uh, by a shop i never went to went into a debt or anything like that once your expenses will go up obviously you need to find a different ways to make a money and that's when i went into e-commerce world uh but the physical business i will uh yes a lot of a, a lot of them are now dominated by ebay and amazon a lot of things have gone online and it's my theory that people will only go outside just for socializing side of it not something they actually want to buy people buy things online nowadays anyway so just for this socializing side of it people go outside and uh, only probably the food shops and any shops which will have a social social aspect to them will exist in a high street but shops like a clothing shop probably mobile phone shops i don't think they will even exist on a high street 10 20 years from now i i i don't think so yeah i i i i tend to agree with you on that um there's a there's a high end mall close to um where uh, my girlfriend and i live and just you know as like a as a cheap you know like half date you know not all of them are going to be romantic dinner sometimes it's just going out and you know it's still an enjoyable experience because you can have a lot of discovery you can be able to walk in while I don't I can't discover as many items as if I was going on Amazon it's more about the tactile experience and so there is a lot of a lot of value at least from the from the consumers and the consumers are having the time of their life uh, going going physically shopping so so we're doing great but um being on the opposite side of it you know you you do have to have uh I, like you say the the right uh the right product to sell because not everything is going to be around yeah i i i completely agree with you on that and that that is like it's not really good for our high street and i as much uh i love selling online i want my local high street to survive as well and uh, i think this is the point uh recently with the with the university based in here in in the uk i been a part of a, a study where there was a, they actually submitted a report to treasury there where they asked how can we save our high street and my opinion was that was you have to give them a tools so they can start selling things online because not all the local small businesses are actually selling online at the moment but you have to give them an incentive as well so incentive will be if you have a physical location and you decide to sell online you probably have some tax relaxation so that will give them an incentive to have online visibility uh so yeah i i, I agree with service based business like a barber shop or a beauty parlors and those kind of stuff will exist but anything which is not service based or food related i think 
uh, unfortunately, we don't see them on High Street. Yeah, I mean, just one sort of sticks out, and then I'm going to get to uh, another question before we uh, we let you out of here, which is you know, one store that I thought was a great business model. It was a comic book shop, but it was also a cafe slash board game place. So it it integrated the social aspect into it. And so I think as long as the social side of it is uh, integrated into the business, I would say the business is in decent shape. So do I see a, a phone store slash coffee shop hybrid in the future? I don't know about that one, but I didn't notice because you were saying it was an internet cafe as well as a phone store. So there was uh, a social side to it too. So uh, I can definitely see, uh, uh, see the logic in that. By the way, if you're a current user of Debutify or haven't tried us out yet, Debutify version 3 has been released and now is a good time to upgrade or get started as any. A streamlined user interface along with an ever-increasing array of conversion-boosting add-ons is waiting for you. So download today for free and start your journey. Who knows? Maybe I'll be interviewing you before too long. We're, we're getting closer towards the, the last uh, little bit, and I wanted to get your take on, on dropshipping because uh, I know your position roughly is, well, not positive so to speak but i think you're you're pretty fair-minded so i think like what you were saying with shopify could be bad but it could also be good so uh, i want our audience to hear your your take on it because i want to take these opportunities to hear different opinions on it so you know go ahead and let us have it yeah and that you probably have to grab your popcorns here i'm not gonna make it very long but i will try to I will try to discuss the things which a lot of consumers or a lot of sellers or dropshippers will be able to understand. Now we're living in a society where the people want things on demand. They want, when they pay, they want it next hour. Like this is the things where they're going to go. I believe five years from now, one day or next day delivery or even same day delivery from morning to afternoon is going to be too late as well. Uh, Within hour, you're going to get your things delivered. Uh, speaking of dropshipping, it's good. Good in a sense. If you are starting out uh, dropshipping, uh, you are just starting out, uh, you can learn how e-commerce work without putting a lot of money inside it. I mean, this is the side of it. But you have to set the realistic goals for yourself. The one of the biggest problem with the dropshipping, uh, this model existed from as far probably the human beings are alive. I'm, I have nothing against this model. Uh, it does work at the end of the day. And the reason it, it, it does work because the marketing side of it, like why the people don't buy directly from AliExpress, they buy from a, a dropshipper and wait for the same amount of time because the person with the Shopify store is a marketer, is able to market those products very well as well. So that's the only reason they buy as well. Uh, if you're just starting out, you have to set to realistic goals. And then you have to also keep in mind that I'm going to learn if this e-commerce is for me. Because uh, again, coming back, going back to your things about the passion and things we are passionate about, I because of our passion change all the time and we we go into dropshipping with the attention of learning. That's the first thing. And then to realize, is it something which is for me as well or not? Because the things are getting a lot complicated. So once you're an e-commerce seller, you are a graphic designer, you are you are a video editor, uh, you have, because nowadays you can uh, 
put the videos on Amazon for your products as well. You are you will do the product photography. You will have to be search engine optimization expert as well. So you're gonna you're gonna have to wear a lot of hats. So once you're drop shipping, I will say try to learn those things because this is something which I value more than anything because the knowledge is power. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's the knowledge which matters most as well. But the problem with drop shipping is unless you find a supplier, then the problem is you won't be able to beat a price unless you find a supplier based in US or if you're in UK, the supplier which is in UK as well, then you have the chances of getting a little bit sales, but you won't be able to make a lot of profit on it. And at the end of the day, what is the identity that you are making for yourself? If I, as a Zan, drop shipping the product from Joseph, I'm actually working for Joseph. I don't feel like this is a true business. Uh, and uh, if you have a if you have a supplier based in US or if you have a supplier based in UK, they are not selling you the products on the price which they bought it from China and then went through the headache dealing with the customs and dealing with the import duties and everything as well. Obviously, the price is going to be high, uh, but try it. You might make some money, uh, but try it in in. Uh, it, with with a, with the attention to learn and in, in attention to really realize it, if it's something for you as well, and also the main another side before I finish this one as well on the social media like you know on on the YouTube which we a, a lot of people consume nowadays as well and other social media platform as well, the people who will talk about dropshipping or the people even who will talk about the e-commerce or stock or crypto or anything like that, their business is actually talking about crypto or their business is actually talking about dropshipping. They make money by talking about it. It's not realistically they actually have set up something on the background. I have seen so many videos many, many times where people will talk about something and a lot of people will go, boom, man, this is this is extraordinary. And the person who actually knows, like, no, I'm sorry, that's not the way it's work. I mean, this is this, how are you going to deal with this and how are you going to deal with that? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody have any kind of secret. Uh, most of the thing that you need to know, even about dropshipping or selling on e-commerce, you can, you can find them on the internet for free nowadays as well. So the only thing about if you buy some mentorship or buy some course or an only thing like that, there is no secret inside them. There is nothing new inside them. But if you're a person who actually really want to save your time and you want to the point information, by all means, if you have a money, go buy a course. But you don't really need it. Like if you were patient enough to learn the things by yourself, uh, you can go and you know you learn by yourself. So that's my whole point of it. Uh, I mean, not all the people actually like it, but uh, that's my position. Well, I definitely wanted to make sure that we heard it because, like I said, it's important to um, get as a diverse an array of opinions on the subject as there are available. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear it. I think approaching it as a learning process, yeah, is is wise. And the thing too is that the learning is going to happen for sure, even if people don't go in with that mindset. But going in with that mindset, I think 
gives people a little bit less pressure on turning this into something um, profitable right away and more into this is something that's going to teach me how to run a business, how to be a marketer, how to be the graphic designer, the photographer. And and I think uh, combining that with using Amazon and eBay, uh, like I was saying at the beginning about some of that early muscle memory is that that's starting there, I would say, is a learning process of just how to sell pure and simple. So, you know, you combine those two things together and that makes a person that can make a person pretty potent. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Excellent. Well, Zan, we're uh, we're just about to hit an hour. There is one last thing that I actually wanted to hear from you because uh, I think this is a really cool program that you do. I don't know if you're like actively doing it right now because I did see on the website it's your scholarship. Um, is this still something that you're doing actively, or is it? Yeah. So we we do scholarships uh, for uh, even for the courses that we do on our on on, on our website. I don't call them a course. So the people who actually manage my website, uh, it's 20 pound, which is around $25. And I'd done a course by myself as well. And if if somebody actually email me and they tell me they can't afford it or they're not, they don't want to risk to pay for it, we give them for free. It's a scholarship. But you have to be someone not like you own iPhone X and you want to apply a scholarship. Uh I have two people who actually look after that website and they organize my content in the way like a step-by-step guide. They organize my YouTube video step-by-step guide. And it clearly says on a website, like there is nothing new inside. There is no secret, which I tell you inside this course, if you're willing to spend 20 pounds, which is absolutely nothing comparing the courses, which are right out there. I don't call it a course. Uh, So, and if you can't even afford that, then you can apply for a scholarship, but you have to be like uh, on what we call here in UK is a, is a universal credit. It's like a, a income support scheme from, from the government or your business has been affected by coronavirus or you've been, you are a small business who want to have online visibility, then go ahead and you can do. And sometime I, I am able to spend like uh, not a lot of time, but five minutes on on the call of them but not with each and every one of them like for some person I, i'm able to give them a five minutes to really uh give them a personalized answer so all all those details on on a website is it specific to the uk yes at the moment it's very specific to the uk it we want to go worldwide but the problem is like uh, i do this for a hobby and i don't find enough time to actually and I, 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 I don't want to be called out uh, a guru or something like this. And my, my main focus is e-commerce. And uh, thanks to God, I make good money out of it. I don't really need to rely on selling courses. And also by saying that, I have nothing against people who actually sell courses as well. Because it's your knowledge. And at the end of the day, you value it how much you want to sell it for. It's their personal choice at the end of the day. They want to sell it for 1000 or 2000 And they're many good courses out there as well. If a person really have a money and want to save their, their time, then by all means, they can go join a courses. I'm saying that I don't want to sell a courses. That's like nobody get an impression that I'm against any course seller or anything like that. No, I'm not. It's all, it's all good. It's all good here on, uh, on Ecomonics. Uh, like I said, just happy to hear uh, your take on it and, and your position. And as I've, as I've said um, numerous times, you know, one of my goals is uh, to help our audience figure out who would be the right person for them to take after. Some of it is, you know, region specific. So I think our, uh, if we have listeners from the UK, that might, might help them to 
be more advantageous to speak to you rather than somebody in the States or whatever, but that's, um, uh, that's, uh, the extent of which I'm going to give it thought. Um, but altogether, this has been a great hour. You know, I definitely feel like I've gotten some good insights into it and I want to thank you very much for your time. I know it started late. It's getting even later. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and, uh, also, what I what I like most is like uh, I I didn't feel like I actually hold myself back or like I, I I was being myself completely and I I really really enjoyed talking to you as well. And before before the last world, I I just want to say whoever is listening to today, regardless where you are, what you are doing at that particular time, look into selling online, because I I truly believe. This is the biggest opportunity that anybody can have at the moment. Coming from a country where my parents was always against, uh, okay, this is not a real job. Until today, my mom does not know what I do. If you ask my mom, she can't define it, what I do. She she just going to say it's not a real job. That's That's what we think most of the people. So... Is the market is oversaturated? No, because the people who know this is a real job and the people who know how to do it, they are not old enough to do it yet. They don't have a resources to do it. But once they will come into market, then this market will be saturated. Whatever you do, you do a job or whatever. Do this as a part-time. Just try. And regardless how much money you make in the beginning, just stay consistent. And I can, I, I can't say I can guarantee you, but if you put in the good efforts and you stay consistent, uh, you can make it. I, I think so. And I know so. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be able to speak to so many people who have, we, we, we talk to successful people. We don't book people on who didn't make it. So, and, and if I'm looking at the calendar right now, there's a lot more people um, uh, coming down the pipe in the weeks and the months to come. So um, it is 100% possible. And with that, usually the final question is if you have any uh, last words or piece of wisdom you want to share, you're free to, you pretty, you just did that. So, you know, uh, ahead of the, ahead of the curve on that one. But uh, other than that, just let the audience know how they can find your content and uh, learn more about what you're up to. Yeah, so the best place to find me it will be youtube.com slash official. If you follow me on the social media, that will increase the number. But if you message me, I'm sorry, I, I can't keep up with the messages. Uh, but follow me on the other social media platform as well, all, on all the links that you will find from a YouTube channel, uh, all, all other social media platforms are there as well. But I'm most active on YouTube. Uh, I post almost like two to three videos every week. So uh, that's the main uh, social media platform where they can follow me that's all fantastic and with that um one more um extension of gratitude both to our guest uh zansha and to our audience as well your participation uh makes all of this worth doing so it's not just for me it's for all of you too so uh, take the information and run with it and we'll see you on the other side with that take care all the best and we'll check in soon thanks for listening you might have found this show on many number of platforms apple podcasts spotify Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com. 
or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next.